This is Distributed Conversations. We talk about the frictionless future using blockchain, connecting us to accelerated progress and richer lives. Here's your host, Warren Whitlock. Hi, Warren Whitlock here with another interview for Distributed Conversations. Today's guest is one of my favorite sites that I tell people about all the time, What Three Words, and the uh, founder, Giles Reese Jones, is here today. And uh, hello, Giles. Hey, good to speak to you again. We've met at various stages of the What Three Words journey, so it's it's great. Yeah, yeah I, I give you my history. Uh, back when you announced 2013 that this thing was coming out, immediately went to the site, used it, played with it. Must have been there for 45 minutes. Looking at, wow, this is finally the way to solve the address problem and, you know, anywhere in the world. And just three words, I can describe any small area. What's the area? Uh, 10 foot by 10 foot squares. 10 foot. Okay. I saw it in meters. That's why I couldn't remember. 10 foot square. That's three meters, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. And uh, yes, and other times I've been on and seen that how the words change at various places in my house. And so I've been dying to meet you. We met at uh, met up at CES recently, and uh, uh, you've got some announcements. Things are going better. So let's start off with a better description. Why should somebody be going to what three words? Well, what three words is just a very simple way to talk about location because the world is very badly addressed, and talking about specific locations is really, really difficult. If you live in Uh, rural parts of the US or the UK, your street address, if it exists, often doesn't point to precisely your house. If you want to meet someone on a beach or in a park, it becomes quite difficult. You have to do kind of long-winded descriptions and you often don't meet people. And then if you move into more kind of developing parts of the world, they just don't have street addresses. So what three words set out to solve that problem? There is a system out there, actually, that does cover the world and is incredibly precise, and those are GPS coordinates. They are fantastic, but they are incredibly difficult to use because you've got 18 numbers to remember and communicate. And If you mix up a couple of those numbers, you end up going to the wrong place. So what we have done is we've come up with a user-friendly version of GPS coordinates. We've cut the world up into 57 trillion three-meter by three-meter squares or 10-foot by 10-foot squares, and we've given each one of those squares a unique three-word address. And we've done that in currently 26 different languages. So I can say table, chair, lamp, and I referred to a very specific three-meter square somewhere in the world. And what surprised me at first was that uh, I moved one square over and it's a completely different word. And that's by design? That is exactly by design, yes. It's a non-hierarchical system which, which messes with some people's heads. The reason that we've done that is to make small errors incredibly obvious. So, for example, if I try to make it hierarchical, so I put table chair lamp next to table chair stamp, and if I muddled up or misheard or missaid one of those words, I would end up in the kind of in the region, but not at the precise spot. What we have done is we've put table chair lamp in America and table chair damp in Australia. So, if you make a tiny error, it's incredibly obvious. You're not going to set off to uh, you know, Australia. You're highly likely to uh, to go five miles down the road in, in New York. So it's a non-hierarchical system by design because that gives you error detection. Right. 
And once I got used to that, I just go like, wow, that's just the way to do it. It's like having the GPS coordinates, but you don't have to remember it. For some reason, because the words are random or because mostly I play with it and there's no, I don't have a friend using it, I've never been able to remember. Like, I can't tell you right now where I'm sitting. I can look it up in 10 seconds, but I can't remember. But I would have guessed that if it becomes, I'm always going to be at uh, book chair stamp, that that would be easy to remember as a home address. Yeah, it's a great way to remember a home address. And just as you do with kind of postcodes and zip codes, you repeat it a couple of times and it's in your long-term memory. The thing about what three words is it's perfect in short-term memory. So it is not necessarily the places that you go to all the time. It's actually, hey, should we go meet at the towpath on the canal? Where shall we meet? Someone says index home raft. You can remember that in your short-term memory long enough to do something with. So put it into the app to write it down, and it makes that much, much easier. Your ability to hold anything over 10 digits in your head is nigh on impossible, and GPS coordinates, again, nigh on impossible. <laughs> They're about twice what, yeah. what you, yeah, yeah. anyone can remember. Yeah, and you know, it's something I haven't put too much thought into before, this idea of where to meet on the path or you know, what's my spot on the beach. I can remember times in life when that would have been great to have. And someone, if I decide to go to the beach today, announce that I'm there to my friends, tell them to get the app, right now they can use it in that way. I could send the coordinates and have them click on it and see where it is. We've got a a free app, which you can download. We've also got a website, which you can use to find three-word addresses. There's no cost. It's, It's free for individuals to use. So yes, meeting on the beach is perfect. But actually what we're seeing is that in developed parts of the world, it's also incredibly useful for, say, buildings. If I wanted to meet you, an office building, I type in the business name. The pin often drops in the center of the building. Now, if you're in New York, it's, you're in a block. It's got four sides. And it takes you a couple of minutes to kind of wander around and find the right entrance, which is frustrating. It's confusing. It's annoying, uh, especially if you're trying to get to a meeting and you're late. If you're a delivery company and you're doing that a couple of hundred times a day and you can't find the right entrance, that's really, really costly. If you're a first responder and you're getting to an emergency and you can't find the right entrance, actually the implications can be far more significant. So yes, beaches, parks, but also central big big cities. Yeah, I I live in Las Vegas. So, um, you know, there are buildings where you could get lost and they're designed to get lost. Because, you know, all the pass through a casino, right through the casino, even though it's a resort with a lot more options. So, you know, if you want to get to a restaurant, you're going to walk through a casino and uh, you can't figure out, you know, where it is sometimes. You can't see the other yeah, side. In uh, one of the, the events that we met at, actually, we went in the front entrance of the hotel. We had to walk about a mile <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to, seemed- to the right spot. And then there was an entrance much, much, much closer. But, of course, it doesn't show up on the, uh, on the mapping system. So what we're seeing is a lot of hotels now are adding the three-word addresses for their various entrances to uh, their contact pages. So just they're just adding it as a kind of super zip code after their traditional street address. They will say, okay, so the delivery entrance is this three-word address, the staff entrance is this three-word address, and the public entrance is this three-word address. So people can, can find the precise spots. Wow. And that seems like a big thing for adoption is that 
uh, like for instance, you know, we get a calculated once it was 22 times the population of Las Vegas are the people that uh, come here and visit. So we spread the whole word. If we get a casino to say, to post this and say, use this app. Wow. That's big. And, uh, I'm so frustrated that we still have problems like I get in an Uber and they try to take me to the back. I use Uber pool. I love meeting people. And so I get in the Uber pool and we go to pick up somebody in an apartment complex. And it seems like, uh, you know, three out of four times they'll try to get us to go to the locked gate that, you know, that no one ever uses in the back. It happens all the time. And it's amazing that we're in the, the most kind of connected that we've ever been. And yet, we still find it acceptable to stand on the, on the corner of a street waving on the telephone to your ride saying, no, no, I'm the guy over here. So what we're seeing is as well as people putting three-word addresses on the contact pages, on the business cards, we've actually just been built into ride-hailing apps as well. So the largest ride-hailing app in Latin America is called Cabify. Okay. They've built us in. So you can order a pickup to a three-word address and a drop-off to a three-word address because, but for exactly that reason. Why? Uber and Lyft using this? We're in discussions with all of the the players that you might imagine. Is there an objection or is it just a matter of getting it through the inertia? I think that the kind of common ongoing conversations, but what we've seen is that the the kind of people that adopt and understand this system, we've kind of classed them as, we termed them as ambitious innovators. They're people who see the the kind of huge, like yourself, you you heard about the system, you immediately lost 45 minutes of your life on the site. <laughs> the applications for this are phenomenal. And we see that across the businesses that we talk to and the people that we talk to and the users that we talk to. Uh, with Cabify, we met a bunch of their senior people who instantly got it. They have got a major problem. It's a massive frustration. This is a way that they can differentiate their service to other uh, ride-hailing companies. And so they built us in super quickly. Yeah. I can't see there being any objection other than the fact, you know, it, it takes time and effort to implement anything. But Compared to uh, lighting up my phone so I can hold it up and be recognized, it seemed like that had to be some kind of major undertaking for them to do. If I got to just put in the three words or found the three words on my app or even the geo coordinates coordinate to them, because often I see I'm standing, I'm there, it shows where I'm standing, but uh, the person coming to pick up doesn't know whether to turn left or right to get there. Often they um, they attempt to turn that pin back into a street address. And so they go to the nearest street address, which kind of causes complications. Throws you back in the building or across the parking lot. That happens to me all the time. I mean, the way we structure our business is that the system is free for everybody to use via our app and our website. Then, But then you can buy our code, license our code, and you can build our code into your own services and businesses. So is Cabify is one. We're being used by delivery companies and postal services all over the world. We've just been built into Mercedes-Benz vehicles. So you can now get into a Mercedes. You say, hey, Mercedes, navigate to word, 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 and it knows exactly where you want to go. Voice is interesting. Voice is becoming the way that we will input data into devices and into machines. And it will right. become the way that we want to enter addresses into machines. Currently, the problem is if I get into my car and I say, take me to Church Road, the card says there's 14 Church Roads within a 10-mile radius. Which one do you want to go to? If I'm in Mexico City, I say, I want to go to Juarez Streets. It says there's 653 Juarez Streets. Which one do you want? So it's just massively confusing, huge duplication. It's not an easy way to navigate. I have to pull over press buttons. 
So Mercedes, again, ambitious innovators, saw that there was this benefit that you could jump into a car, say three words, there's no error, it knows exactly where you want to go, and it goes there. So they built us into the into the car within six months. We were in car. So there's uh, over a million cars on the road now that we use this service. Right. So I, I just read about, uh, actually saw a video on the uh, people producing more photos through satellites that... Uh, the private system now virtually uh, covering the entire world in a day with one shot a day. And uh, it was amazing to see that there was more than clouds moving because the, there's clouds in those photos. But sooner or later, you get a good shot, even if there is a lot of cloud cover and they virtually get everything. So I can imagine saying the three words, getting a, sat- a recent satellite photo of where you're going and then, uh, you know, exact map directions to get there. It'll be as, as much as using GPS in the first place is great. This will be another step, a, a leap forward like that. And so, great. So, what can I do to help? Other than tell a whole lot of people, what things can an average person do that doesn't have a podcast? So you can uh, always ask for a three-word address and always give a three-word address. Whenever you're meeting anybody, then say, hey, to avoid any doubt and any miscommunication, always ask and always give for a three-word address. All right. Do I put a line on my business card with that? Do I put 3W colon? How do you denote what they are? We have a number of ways of doing that. There's a a short code, which is w3w.co forward slash word, word, word. Or we just use the three slashes, uh, so three right. four slashes and word, word, word. And actually, Mercedes-Benz have, they also invested in our company, but they've just put us onto their business card ordering template. So anybody okay. in the world who works for Mercedes-Benz can now add their three-word address, as you say, to their business card and hand that out. And they could actually put what desk they're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is we're seeing people use us every day in their personal lives. So yes, if mm-hmm. they're meeting people, we're also seeing photographers using us, journalists using us, uh, location scouts using us, mural painters. So anybody who's got a job who is moving around on right. a frequent basis. So online or even on a business card, you put a URL and it's easy enough to find it there and that introduces somebody to the whole system. So interesting. Okay, great. I don't normally carry business card. I'm all for being paperless, but... Uh, if next time I have a reason, I will make sure uh, I put on put it. in your meeting invites. So if you're, yeah. if you're going to, to interview someone or meet them at a, at a large convention at, uh, in Vegas, say, how about we meet here? And, yeah. uh, and send them the three-word address. I mean, for example, yeah. whenever, I, whenever I travel, I'm staying at an Airbnb, I'll always ask for the three-word address uh, because I don't want to be wandering around a foreign city, often in a language I don't speak, trying to find a, a spot. And actually, that's another project that we've done with Airbnb is we've been working with them to identify and help nomadic populations get onto the platform. So we've been working with nomads in Mongolia who have a tough time tourists finding them. So every time they move, they have to move every couple of weeks. They update the three-word address of where they are so their renters can find them. So Airbnb can kind of see the challenge that's, yes, not just in the outskirts of, uh, of Mongolia, but actually many, many other parts of the world. It's difficult to find places. Right. Well, so even somebody that's homeless living on the street has a three-word address. Uh, exactly that. So we have been used in a number of those circumstances. So for kind of disaster relief 
and for a kind of identification. So we're doing some work in one of the largest refugee camps in the world in Uganda. It's called the Rhino Camp. And uh, there's a team of 50 kind of previously unemployed individuals who are going around educating everybody about what three words and giving them their three word address. So when they go to register to vote or when they go to the health center, they say, what's your address? Now, all of a sudden they have one, which enables them to track better, to do follow-ups and kind of legal recognition of an address. Um, so it takes a number of things. It would take a government to recognize an address of a homeless person to be three words. It would, yeah, but we're moving that direction. And obviously I can see the civil rights type people saying like, you shouldn't have services withheld because you don't have a street address. Well, if you look at the um, the recent midterms in the US and um, the kind of uh, Native Americans being unable to vote because they didn't have an address, this is a solution that solves that. Right. What about Japan? I've never been to Japan, but I understand. Actually, I landed in an airport there once. I've been to the airport twice, but I understand the addresses are a completely different system of the neighborhood, the block, and then a number. Seems very logical, but... Uh, yeah, everywhere's got a slightly different way of doing addressing systems. Right. And actually, the UN reckon that kind of 75% of the countries in the world don't have a well-maintained street addressing system. But even in somewhere like Japan, which is you know incredibly developed and has got a street addressing system, the way that they number their buildings is based on when the building was built, not where. So you might go from 1 to 13 to 27 to 2 in a, in a sequence without any way to kind of understand that. Plus, if you're a traveler there, it's incredibly difficult to decipher the, the characters. Uh, so we are available in Japanese. So we've addressed the entire planet, every 10 meter by 10 meter square in Japanese. But equally, you, you can go to Tokyo, ask for a three-word address in English, and navigate the city well. Sony are another one of our investors, obviously a, a big Japanese company. But they've recognized the challenge and have also taken a stake in the company. Wow. Wow. And 75% of the world needs an address and can just skip and use it. They actually don't need an address. They have one. You already gave them one. Exactly that. The system is built. Putting a street addressing system takes decades and costs tens of millions. In Chinese, is it uh, a character per three characters? It is. uh, It's still a a word. So it would be a combination of characters. So it's more like a, a three phrase address. That's one of the nuances. Yeah, it's a good point. It's one of the nuances of the language. But they were still right. recognized as three-word address. We've just launched Chinese. Oh, great. I would like to look at it. I'm sure I won't understand it. Fantastic. Then the future of this is that we are really able to treat people equally. A lot of what I do is with blockchain and, and how that it's more than just cryptocurrency, but everything, goods and records and everything can be now universal for the world. So I can actually deliver something to Uganda and know that it's going to be the right address. Yeah, it's a a global system which kind of has democratized addressing. And in combination with blockchain, there's, you know, land registry is a major challenge in many parts of the world. So there's definitely some synergies there. But I mean, our mission is to become a global standard. We want to Mm -hmm. give everybody a way to talk about everywhere. And all of the benefits that come with that, whether that is voting rights, whether that's access to aid, whether that means you can open a bank account or just meet your friends at a festival. Yeah. Whether or not you own property, you know, the deed can have a three word address on it. Wow. Okay. And because I push for distributor all the time, tell us about that. Are you the centralized control of the addresses? 
they're not going to change, right? Because you cover the whole world. Does it become something that can be decentralized where you aren't the sole control of this? Or is there any reason to worry about control? Uh, No. So the system is an algorithm. So I have all 57 trillion in 27 languages on my phone. It doesn't need to go to a central hub to kind of understand. You can't cut us off. No. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. And that means the address is open source now that you've created them? The algorithm is not an open source algorithm. We're a commercial concern. So we license out the algorithm to businesses who can make or save a considerable amount of money or improve their kind of customer experience. And then for aid and humanitarian, the system is free or there's a nominal fee. So the UN and the Red Cross use us for free. And then for individuals, app and website is free as well. So we're trying to make it as accessible as possible. And we're trying to do good in the world whilst generating revenue to ensure that the system continues and can grow and we can add languages, we can add voice and all the other things that you kind of... Yeah, it's like GPS in that, you know, but there's an owner of GPS, but somebody has to pay for the satellites. But in your case, it's actually, uh, the cost is much less than, than launching satellites. So good. It's wonderful. I am going to take action today. I will put a, uh, even though the podcast lives on the internet, I'm going to find something like my business office or whatever and post it on. I will post it on the page with this. I'll tell you what, we'll send you a couple of fantastic three-word addresses around Las Vegas. When we were there last, we, we went to some great places and, and captured the three-word addresses of some of them. So we'll send those through to you. Wonderful, wonderful. And does the app record where you've been or have the option to record where you've been so you can remember that address? Uh, Yes, you can save in the website and in the app. You can save three word addresses and add a label and remember them. Yes, you can. Okay, good. So yeah, and the way I look at it is my phone's already recording everywhere I go. I'd like to have better access to that. But, you know, getting the GPS coordinates or a plot on a map, I really don't care so much. But being able to get back to them is what I care about. Then this is a simple way to do that. Yeah. So what we're seeing, like photographers often use us to remember a particular spot if they want to go back and uh, and take a shot at a, an hour or the, the right time. So we've been used in those sorts of professional photographers. So it'd be quite simple to integrate it into a photo app the same way they put on date and time. So it's in the metadata. We've done exactly that. It's the metadata. So we had to play around just uh, as a kind of team and a bit of a hack. And uh, we made a three-word photo app, and it, it does exactly that. It reads the metadata, converts the GPS coordinates of that photo, and drops that onto the photo. And, and again, what we're seeing is we kind of did it as a bit of fun, but we're seeing people are tagging amazing waterfalls in Mexico that you couldn't find. Or even people are using it to report water main leaks or when electricity pylons go down. They're taking photos and sending that on Twitter to authorities saying, uh, you know, I've seen this. Can someone get out and repair it or find it or pick it up? But yeah, so you can definitely tag photos with it. Great. I'm off to a meeting shortly. And when I go, I get the three-word address, favorite restaurant. And the next time I need to meet somebody there, I will tell them to use it. So not only am I a convert and love this and promote you wherever I can, and simply to get it, there's a free app, a free website. Anybody listening should go right now to what three words. And that's with the number three. That's exactly it. Yeah. So what three words on the app stores or on the website, come and check us out, put in your home address and uh, go and see what three words have been allocated to your front door, your back door, your carport, your swimming pool. Uh, People move around and find the particular three word address that they want to use. 
And then I'll do further research by when it's sunny, you're laying out on the patio and uh, Thanks for <laughs> doing my work there. <laughs> Actually, you know, I quite often say that my address is important. I can go anywhere with my phone and work. But, you know, I haven't given, thought about the implications of a nomad, a digital nomad, a person that lives as an expat or whatever, being able to use this in so many ways. So I'm looking forward to pushing my favorite rideshare apps and mapping solutions to use this because uh, a nudge. I will do that. Every little nudge helps. Okay, great. You're doing good work there. I appreciate you being on. And uh, again, you can find out more at what3words.com or get the app and start using it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. You have been listening to Distributed Conversations with Warren Whitlock. Please share and like. To subscribe, visit distributedconversations.com.